Welcome, everybody, to an ABQ special thingamajig. Special report. Special report. We're gonna. It's it's M Night uh All May long. We're gonna try to do episodes about M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Well, to an extent, maybe yeah, this yeah. will be the only one. We'll no, see how this goes. I feel like you need to do two with, with that sort of set. The M Night Shyamalan. Yeah. Athon. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck me. Okay. First one that we did, we we just watched Unbreakable. Yeah, we brought it up a couple days ago. We were talking mm-hmm. about Signs and Unbreakable. Mm-hmm. We were and- just dissecting uh, M. Night Shyamalan and his movies, and he has a ton of movies, if you guys didn't know. Yeah. And then there's always the twist. There's always the twist that happens, and that's his thing. His thing is twists, and he has to be in the movie. Yeah, it's it's very classic, wannabe classic Hollywood. Mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of ran out. I mean, people were laughing about M. Night Shyamalan by the time. Oh, yeah. I think Signs He wasn't like Village. a real... He was one of those. He wasn't a real thing. He wasn't like a Spielberg. He wasn't like I a, mean, he was he was lauded. I mean, there's a magazine cover out there. It's like the next Spielberg yeah. with a picture of... Of course, there, there's got to be. You know, when, when he gets off of like Signs or something like that. Mm-hmm. The but Signs... I, we'll have to get to Signs... Everything's kind like, of a steady decline, though. After that, you think in, so? In my opinion, yeah, it's it's failed to be as interesting filmmaking as as I remember it. Even Unbreakable on this recent rewatch mm-hmm. wasn't as clever as I remember it being. Oh, it was more clever than I remember. <laughs> it, I I had a fun time watching this movie. So let's get into the meat and potatoes of Unbreakable. Unbreakable. Unbreakable is about it's it's, <laughs> it's so hard not to say that. Uh uh Unbreakable it stars Bruce Willis and Samuel Jackson um yeah. and some other people are in there sprinkled in there. Some but schmoes. Some schmoes. Uh so Bruce Willis is uh this guy who survives a, a a train derailing and Samuel L. Jackson is a gentleman who is made of glass. He's called Mr. Glass. He's not literally made of glass. Oh but, yeah, yeah. But, but, it's, it's, but like, it's hard not to think about that. It's basically like this movie has two openings. One, Bruce Willis survives train crash. Two, that's reverse a, order. A child is born. We get to see. We get to see Elijah is his name. Elijah. They say it a thousand times. Elijah. Uh, he's born and his he's a department the, store. In a department store and his the doctor that just happened to be there. I'm guessing there's not a lot of backstory to no. why this doctor's here. It's a good opening. It's a though. good opening where it just gets right to the to the immediate, you know, this this Babies. child has broken legs, and broken arms. Like, and it's kind of set up almost, there's so many weird kind of supernatural-y feeling things about this. Even though it never goes mm-hmm. supernatural, it's just kind mm-hmm. of like, it feels like you're watching a Twilight Zone you know, updated mm-hmm. 90s edition Twilight yeah. Zone show where you're just like, this child's been born broken arms and legs and like spooky music's like... <laughs> this child's never broken an arm and a leg. And, you know, and then cut to Bruce Willis. Well, credits are going on. Mm-hmm. You get like an almost single shot of just, hey, it's Bruce Willis trying to flirt with some lady. Mm-hmm. Well, he's married. Hey, everybody. character development ish Mm -hmm. though i mean the movie doesn't really spill that he's going through a divorce or it doesn't it kind of the way i first interpreted it was that it was he was just that kind of guy that i'm on a uh, he's on a train going somewhere so i imagine he's going out on business yeah if we're just being introduced if we're just being introduced to this character it looks like he's going away from from somewhere and he's like new town new me taking the ring off 
going to try my luck. It's kind of off-putting, but it, I mean, mm-hmm. like for your for your main character, because you, you would mm-hmm. want them to... Um, Be pure in every factor. Yeah. You, or, you don't want to see show, that kind of thing show first. Show at least like a moment of purity, not not that moment of like... Oh yeah, it's the wedding ring. Uh-huh. You know, I the mean, wedding ring's being taken off, and that's like, ooh. it's it's a substitute. I mean, as much as I want to praise this movie, it's like a substitute for character development. Yeah, it's like, hey, we have these moments. What do they add up to? Not a whole lot. <laughs> <laughs> like, why did their relationship fail? We don't know. Why don't. are they getting back together? But we that's don't something know. that we learn What's about their living situation. We don't know, and by the end of it, they're back together, and we don't care at all. It's <laughs> yeah. But I mean, that's 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 cynical me talking. But it's, you just diarrhea it all over that movie. But but just just over that subplot, which is kind of the main plot of the movie, mm-hmm. in a way. Mm-hmm. As in, they cross over, they intertwine. Bruce with each Willis other. may be unbreakable, but this family dynamic isn't. That's the subtitle. Yeah. <laughs> unbreakable. Spoiler alert: the kid brings a gun to the dinner table. <laughs> he brought a gun to the talk fight. We had to rewind and watch that scene again. Because it was so awkward. It's such an awkward setup for the scene because they're like washing. There's there's lots of, if I got to give Shyamalan something, and it's, uh. and it's happened less and less in his movies as he went on, um, attention to like framing of a scene. Mm-hmm. It's it's Spielbergian in that way where you yeah. have like a scene and you have a moving camera going between two characters. It's like as few shots as possible. Yeah, yeah. Let's let's build a frame, move the camera and the characters, mm-hmm. build another frame, mm-hmm. move the camera. It's and about the, the shot. Yeah, yeah. It's not about playing the scene real. It's not about capturing the. You, like I noticed that with the house because we had that awkward, that very awkward scene where the kid had the gun. And the it was in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. The what this is what I'm hearing of what you're saying is like the it was a set that was a set. But then there's another scene where you get introduced into that room from a different angle, and it's a totally different size. It's everything's different. It's weird. The camera moves, and the whole scene feels like it's a different place. Well, yeah, that he he, he can make the the same place appear different. Mm-hmm. Like you can't you can't call a shooting style boring. Like exactly. as much as as much as like the story or characters as as written on paper would be boring. Yeah, like it's visually interesting, but mm-hmm. Unbreakable is a very boring take on a realistic superhero movie, and I like that. <laughs> Why do you like it? I I like it because it's boring. What the boring parts are the romance parts, right? The part yeah, that but it, the struggle within it really has a a normal person, real world feel to mm-hmm. it. And it does, I, and I would love to see someone attempt a. And I know this is a this is a world where comic books exist in that world, like yeah. name brand comic mm-hmm. books. It's not all you know. Brand X, Super Power Man, mm-hmm. you know? <laughs> and like you know, you saw some Thor shit in the background and stuff like that. Yeah. But but it would be nice to see like a Batman movie in that world. A Batman movie with comic books? Well, no, not just not where just with comic books. They're self-aware of the superhero. Where it's like, yeah, it's it's a real world. With we that. got close with Christopher Nolan's, yeah. but they still fell short because there was this huge elephant in the room of like, oh, there's just a. Guy dressing up in a bat costume. Yeah. They don't like Spider Man was kind of a self aware thing where they, they talked about themselves, but 
That would be interesting to see a Batman movie or taken like, real. Like, like, let's take somebody with superheroes. Let's like superpowers. Let's mm. let's take like yeah. a, a your Flash character or your Green Lantern, mm-hmm. something wacky like that, and throw that in a super realistic person figuring out their powers, kind of origin story. And I don't think studios can do that. Like, there has to be this, some sort of Flash Every, that comes yeah, with it. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it has to be pizzazzy. That's why the Green Lantern sucked. That's why, that's why, um, you know, all these Marvel they're movies made suck. For kids. They're made, you mean, they're yes. made for the imagination. Like, forget everything you know about reality. Yeah, where this here's, kind of just drags colors you and outfits. And, yeah, this this beats you into this is real. Like this is this is a real world. They they frame themselves in as Philadelphia. real as it could be. It's it's like pure end of 90s filmmaking world Mm -hmm. where it's everything's fading into one another yeah that was getting tired i I feel like the fade has that old theater vibe to it to put a bow on this completed story because unbreakable it's been a single movie for 17 years now we're talking about a sequel coming out spoiler but it was supposed to be it, it seems like that was, was a, the movie had was full it had everything it had backstory it it had it was a dilemma bargain. it had in this point in time and in 2017 before before split before this mm-hmm. potential sequel unbreakable was just sort of a bargain bin thriller that that's a Shyamalan yeah. movie it was a thriller that could People see Bruce Willis on the cover and they go, is that the one about ghosts? No, that's not the one about ghosts. Okay. (laughs) Is that the Shyamalan movie? Yeah, because that was... Moving on. It was a back-to-back, wasn't it? Yes, yes, it was. Uh, But, I mean, spoiler alert for people that haven't seen Split. Mm -hmm. Split is connected to this. And suddenly your standalone weird little blip on your graph yeah. of superhero movies yeah. coming out and that resurgence of that like genre. what if they made another sum of all fears <laughs> yeah but so that i think that makes it so you have to take a closer look at this movie the movie stood standing alone we're in a franchise universe now when that movie was made in 2000 one-offs everything was a it one-off shows, the movie show- had to be done we didn't have to leave things open for we had to tell the story finish it books closed Move on to the next project. We didn't have to think about three fucking movies. Yeah, as as its own standalone product, it leaves the right things open, in my opinion. It it does like, he continue? It is is there? Yeah, you Do get the, you get him like rescuing two people. You get him stopping crime like once, it, which would be kind of like your first act mm-hmm. thing in a, your normal mm-hmm. happy superhero mm-hmm. movie. But it you would get be. it. You get it in the last. Act you get it in the end. He finally becomes. It's like a. It's like a good. F- short film of uh yeah yeah of of, the, of origins an origin of a hero and um and it's not bad in that regard but now that you have a completely unrelated basically thriller seemingly movie unrelated seemingly unrelated linked together through editing and movie magic <laughs> is related probably to like on the last day of looper willis was in a diner and they just said hey can you say like a few things once if anything this revisiting this brilliant idea of revisiting Shyamalan movies i don't think he's getting enough attention he's, <laughs> especially right now you know it's so easy to shit on Shyamalan a couple of years back mm-hmm. and i'm not I'm not trying to apologize or anything for that it's uh it's just coming back to it there's not anything else really like it 
It's it's not like yeah. a it's not like a cheap Rob Zombie or like you know the early Evil Dead movies. It's mm-hmm. not that it's not that cheap horror movie feel that you get. Yeah. Like even we've been watching Fast and the Furious like mm-hmm. seven and eight. Mm-hmm. James Wan he comes from horror movies. Those movies are shot like horror movies in the daytime. <laughs> yeah, you know they're, yeah. they're shot very flat and blandly. And then you look at something like this, and it's um. You know, it's a visual treat. The music's, you know, it syncs very well with the shots. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, Shyamalan is somebody who's going to be so easy to make fun of as a writer and producer. Mm-hmm. But, a lot of jazz, but he's doing work, and it's but working. as a director, please, it's like, come on, just keep doing, keep being weird. <laughs> you, you fucking weird bastard. <laughs> The twist. So there's the the twist in the end. That's oh yeah. That's uh, what everybody talks about. Shall with we? Shall we? Movies. Shall we have our have set up for the twist? We yes. So every Shyamalan movie has a twist. I see dead people. Uh, Lady in the Water's twist is that it's not good. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, that's it. Uh, the happenings That's, twist is plants. Mm-hmm. Every it's 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 a science strict, twist. It's that wonderful storytelling thematic. He doesn't just give you an opening that you remember, like a Twilight Zoney mm-hmm. spooky kind of what's going to happen next kind of opening hook. He gives you a twist within that last act as well mm-hmm. to leave you with something to remember and take away from the movie. So the bread's good sandwich in between yeah it's all the right. bread's good he just happens to be home making some mayo <laughs> you may get food poisoning from it but you know that shit's not store-bought yeah yeah um so the ending for this throughout the whole m- movie it was yeah. being constantly mentioned like it was such a setup it that was, well, uh that there have been multiple uh here Go for it. Accidents. Accidents. Because you have you have the Bruce Willis train crash. Uh, they reference a couple times randomly, like a plane mm-hmm. incident. Uh, they also mention a hotel that burnt down. Mm-hmm. And um, and in my problem with this, because the twist is Mr. Glass mm-hmm. is the, the gentleman one, that's becoming like that's been encouraging Bruce Willis that he's a, a superhuman strength. Well, let me let me put this in like Ryan terms here. Okay, Ryan's terms. The gentleman, Mr. Glass, who is searching for Bruce Willis for the first half of this movie and trying to get in contact with him because it's obviously Mr. Glass is like, "Oh, you'll use him a note to go to his office." Yeah. You know. Yeah. It, it it's like, "Oh, so Mr. Glass who it's like it's obvious because it's like, oh, he's trying to get in contact with Bruce Willis and superheroes because he's trying to get in contact with superheroes. He's making these terrible things happen. It's also yeah. like obvious if they had done anything else other than have Mr. Glass come to Bruce Willis's character, Bruce Willis had sought him out mm-hmm. in a way. Yeah, got got him. You know, if if the writing was that clever, because uh-huh. it's it's the same thing repeated twice. If that's making any sense, you you look like you're drawing a blank. No, no, no. Keep going. In in the sense that we meet the character of Mister Glass, yes, trying to get to Bruce Willis, yes, 
the spoiler of the movie is that Mr. Glass was trying to get to people like Bruce Willis. Yes, I know. It's stupid. <laughs> it's not it's not like, you know, it's, it's not magical, but like it it's it works one it time. It's like, a good shebang. Yeah, it'd be like if Haley Joel Osmond had a friend who who in the first in the beginning of the movie realized was a ghost the whole time. So then by the end of the movie <laughs> We already, we would, of course, would be guessing that Bruce Willis is a ghost the whole time because Haley, Haley Joe Osmond hangs out with people who happen to be ghosts. Yeah. It's, it's, <laughs> I get that. I think it's kind of a stretch, but it's, it's referencing that he was trying to get a hold of him via this way. He was just trying to find, yeah. It's, it's, it's all subjective. What makes a twist? Like, what makes a it's good not even, twist? That's not even a twist. Story. It's just like a ba bow, gotcha. It's just one, one more thing. Like, I feel like a twist ending is, like, something classic, like Alien, where, mm. where oh, they're trying to escape, and, like, we finally get to the escape pod, and the alien's on the escape pod. <laughs> That's kind of a... I, I count that as even, like, a twist. It's a, it's, it's a final, like, turn. You know, it's not, it's not your end credits, the end question mark sort of deal. It's yeah. like, oh, you thought the movie was done, but, oh, no, we got an extra, like, five minutes to try to wrap up out of this. That is that is a good twist, you know, sort of a deal. Like, oh, things aren't quite done yet. You're, you know, um, I guess your your lost world, Jurassic Park. People mm-hmm. want to shit on that one for going to San Diego, but you think the movie's <laughs> done, and then you're like, oh, what the fuck? Like, we're going to the city now. Like, <laughs> sure, I'll take it. Um, Unbreakable. When it's not Samuel Jackson monologuing about comic book tropes or being an angry man in a wheelchair kicking over like boxes of comics. Being a little baby. Being a baby, it's which is the best scene in the movie. It is. It's it's a great Where he scene. just goes full baby. Just find a YouTube scene of Samuel L. Jackson in comic book store and you know what? It may be the third one you find, but it's the gonna be the best one. It's gonna be the best one. Uh it's a good scene. Um adds humor in this otherwise dark, dreary, depressing couple having talks where they're like, you're just trying to figure out. That was so boring. Like, oh. We were were losing our patience on that. Yeah. But, hey. This is considered (laughs) one of the best out of the bunch, right? Is it? I think so. Let's do a fan vote. What do you guys think? I, I think... Wait, I hear, I hear oh, a fan. Uh, a fan? Yes. Yes? Yeah. They picked yeah. six cents. They picked six cents. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, what other movie should we do? I think... Um, what should we try to do next? Just for these rapid fire bullshit things, mm-hmm. I think you need to see The Lady in the Water for how boring just let the record show everybody i said i've never seen lady in the water and ryan said we're not watching lady in the water and then he said (laughs) three hours later you need to see lady Lady in the water Water. we're gonna watch lady in the water i uh i tried to get my money back from lady in the water at the the theater at sandwich cinemas yeah Mm. they wouldn't give me my money back so i just went to the theater and just (laughs) just (laughs) suffered i just (laughs) oh good for you uh, what uh come sweet death you'll have to tell the story after we watch that movie that's um, the whole story no there's gotta Spoiler be more there's gotta be some concession stand bits i'm I don't, i'm i'm curious uh favorite part about unbreakable 
favorite part about She's Unbreakable? She's alive, damn it. <laughs> Other than Samuel L. Jackson kicking over boxes, honestly, Unbreakable's like strong point is that it, how it's shot. Like, yeah, it has a strong visual style that everything else kind of builds its foundation out of. Mm-hmm. That cloak looks, that poncho he wears looks like a cape in a it lot does, of scenes, yeah. and it wouldn't if it if the angle's different. Anything else? It's a visually directed movie. And um, viewed as such, it's pretty good. Revisiting it on any other level, like trying to get into the story or see it as kind of this, oh, maybe this inspired other comic book movies. It's like, no, nobody drew inspiration from nobody this. Nobody did, which is, it, may, it makes me sad. That's I, I was for a while a big comic book fan. I would buy the issues every week. And the ones I liked the most were like real, real situations. Like your your punishers and your your punishers your yeah, um. So when that they make superhero movies this way, the the certain way, the flashy way, get out get uh, outfits, flashy cars, big shots. I don't know. I would like to see a real uh, like a. That's what I liked about this movie was that it kind of laid on to reality. We were talking in our previous episode. I think when we were talking about the Unbreakable Split. We were talking about uh, how superhero movies nowadays that keep one foot grounded in reality of, yeah, it's in New York City. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, he works at a pizzeria. Yeah. But they have one foot out of reality with, uh, oh, he shoots webs out of his uh, out of his Well, it's not, it's not just he shoots webs out of his wrist, which you could do that in kind of a weird realist you know not not just not just looking realistic mm-hmm. but you could have a movie around that that play around the on, play around on how it's abnormal these, these goofy ideas as goofy as they are but have a normal movie but instead it's always kind of like an episode of happy days mm-hmm. at a school mm-hmm. you know and he's got to oh gotta gotta get mary jane and mm-hmm. i gotta save the town at the same time the same problems they have the same amount yeah. of ways they get there this was a movie about a guy stopping a rape. <laughs> yeah. That's what it's... I mean, that, and that's what a superhero in real life is. Yeah. Is, you know, uh, somebody who... What what was the phrase that his son says? Uh, good people don't let bad things happen to good people. Right? Yeah, something like that. That's, that's, a, that's, what, a, that's what a real hero... Cue the Enrique Iglesias. I can be a hero, baby. Oh. Um that's what a real hero is, and yeah. and it's somebody that doesn't wear a cape. Not all heroes wear capes. No. And that there was so much. There was the the whole kryptonite thing of water being his his downfall, and the way he's and like every a, a lot of people have that fear of water, or they have a fear of spiders. They have fears of these things, and yeah. pushing somebody to say that they're like a hero, they're like a superhero but they still have that one niche thing that creeps them out or did de- 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 it was a little corny that's like hey nail on the head water is your yeah. kryptonite yeah. is like and a, then it's like a verba- the rain scene verbatim next. line given yeah, yeah and then yeah. you have oh and he's fighting a guy and ends up in a pool and literally the next scene it's like mm-hmm. space that shit out <laughs> they the spaced a lot God. of stuff out you know yeah. some stuff you just got to cut right into Shouldn't we have already realized this by the there's like a pool story about Bruce Willis's character and then there's like some... everyone talks about this pool story, but I don't think anyone in the movie actually 
I mean, I mean, they do give the pool story like near the second half, but there's a whole first half of people talking about this pool story <laughs> as if it's important, <laughs> and we aren't given any information other than it's a pool story. <laughs> pool as in the body of water. As in, as in the thing at the Y. At the Y. <laughs> at the Y that Bruce Willis, I don't know, maybe he shot his pants in the pool. <laughs> That's his pool story. <laughs> and nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody it's was deeply troubling until the old light old <laughs> nurse lady at the well, school. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the twist. The old nurse lady. Yeah, remembered it. when she remembers, but she beats around the bush and never says exactly. I remembered what I you, you hot little boy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, had to send you to the hospital, Let me Sunny. Get my cold, slimy mitts all over you. Um, a realistic superhero movie. What would you like to see? As a realistic know. superhero and movie. That's, that's the thing. I've always joked around before, uh, you know, in your early Iron Man days, before the tidal wave crashed and we saw how far this uh, this wave was going to come inland of superhero movies. Yeah. <laughs> you know, We did not know. <laughs> but it was a cool riptide at this point. We're like, ride that <laughs> wave, like, We were on our skim board, you know? And we just didn't know how, like, people needed to head to the hills at this point. <laughs> Tsunami warning files <laughs> yeah. are going up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a great analogy. Uh, so at this point, I had made the joke of I saw uh, a busker at Pike Place Market mm. who I said, oh, I think that's Aquaman. And then in my head, I just had this movie where it was like, <sighs> yeah. it was like, it's just a guy. <laughs> like, it's just a guy. a guy. And then they come up to this, you know, you have Paul Rudd as Aquaman and like, you know, he's just a guy who's down on his luck. And they're like, no, you... You are king of Atlantis, and it's like there's your movie because it's it's you know it doesn't have to be Aquaman. No no fish out of water puns intended, but it's like <laughs> take take a take the realism approach of like the easiest way to do it is take a normal person and throw them in an, an unrealistic fantasy situation. You I know? guess yeah. Or you know you take the fantasy character and you put them in a real situation sort of deal. You know, mm-hmm. but that's what I go for. But, but how does the fantasy compare to reality? Yeah. How but, does it hold up? But in this, I don't know, in this fake movie, it would, with Paul Rudd as Aquaman, with Paul Rudd as Aquaman, who's a busker, who, uh, I don't know, maybe maybe his waitress girlfriend, you know, maybe, you know, he just so never I'm imagining you're taking this as a comedy, like an Adam Sandler. I would take direct this, to Netflix. No, I'd be taking this in the uh, Judd Apatow realm oh, of comedy. Yeah. We're, we're, Why yeah. not? Why not? Why does every single superhero movie now have to feel like a fucking like Nike commercial? Yeah. Why does it have to feel that way? Why, Why is everything was, it's so fake and just... There was uh, someone made a long time ago, I'm sure you've seen it, the Wes Anderson version of Spider-Man. Oh, yeah. Spider-Man's been taking a railing this whole episode. Uh, yeah. Too many references. Um, so it looked it looked interesting. It's an interesting take, the idea of Spider-Man through the eyes of Wes Anderson. Well, it was not it, saying that Wes Anderson it, is an amazing it, filmmaker, no, but no, no. an alternative style than the Nike commercial. But but yeah, that's the thing. I would love to see if if we didn't have just a C, if we weren't if we weren't on the rooftops like <laughs> trying to wave down female helicopters in the sea of superhero movies. <laughs> We're on top of the Freedom One Tower. <laughs> yes. Uh if if this wasn't the case, I would love to see some visual director like Wes Anderson just be like, 
Yes, I'm um I'm doing Batman this year, and it's just like it's his style in, but it's Batman, you know. Or like, I imagine Wes Anderson talks with like the cigarette on the on the long thing, like Cruella Deville. I imagine yeah. him doing a lot of like um 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 um. It's really it's gonna be um ninety degree angles. Um um, that's what I imagine he sounds okay. like. Okay, like you know, like a Norwegian Jeff Goldblum. Um um um. Yeah. Okay. Um, what, what else can, do you have to say about this movie? Nothing. Anything? Nothing? Not a whole lot. I mean, in, in hindsight, I remember this movie being a lot better oh, fair. and, and it's not terrible, but oh my God, like it's worth watching again just to see how uniquely shot it is. Mm-hmm. That's what kept my attention is all the different shots. Even for that like late nineties era where everything started looking really digital, like this looked like it was still using film of course. Mm-hmm. And you know, it just it just unique angles. Shit everything else. You heard it here first. So I guess that's episode one of the Anything but qualified. Toyota. Toyota Thon. M. Night Shamalon A Thon. 2017. Get some. Let's <laughs> get some. All right. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. That's how we should end it? Yep. All Good right. Night.